my my extended family is fine with the fact that I'm writing this blasphemous comedy and that I'm a non-believer. They just are against the fact that I, a former Protestant, is doing comedy with a former Catholic because <laughs> there's too many differences in what we no longer believe. Welcome back to another episode of Tangents. I am joined by, but today by Funny Man. Funny Man, Jesus Christ. I'm so, it's been episode like 40, episode 43 now, and I still don't know how to introduce guests. Funny Man David Coleman's here. Gonna tell a couple jokes about his penis. David, how's it hanging? Uh, <laughs> that fits nicely because I, I don't know what to, what, how to respond when people introduce me i was like yes i am here a human being whose voice you're hearing yeah so i the funny man thing is even more advanced than where i'm at with introductions i can be funny but then like yeah i don't know it's that intro i'm here thing. with i'm here with noted homo sapien david colby yeah, david noted homo sapien, yes what is going down with the genus <laughs> we have descended from the trees and uh better able to uh produce a society so isn't it where like the neanderthals were actually kind of like the good guys and homo sapiens were actually like the monsters like i'm not actually just trying to make a stupid joke like i heard yeah. something like the, you the know neanderthals was smarter it, or something like that i have heard that i've heard some interesting things i was i was an anthropology major in, Ooh. In Ooh, yes so yeah i've i've i believe that is a thing yeah, yeah. It's kind of one of those the the people who won usually were assholes. Yeah, I mean, we've seen yeah. that through the rest of history. That yeah, right. I think <laughs> God. The only time that the losers have written like the history book, so to speak, is Hollywood in the sense of like how every geek in every movie actually ends up like you know, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds too. They don't get charged with rape, like you know. That, that, <laughs> Things like that, you know, classic movies where they don't get charged when it's like obviously rape. Like, oh, I'm, I'm yeah. wearing a Darth Vader outfit, so it's funny. Ah, 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 ah. I think that yeah. was Revenge of the Nerds, right? I have not seen that particular franchise, but okay, my understanding so that- of of Revenge of the Nerds is I've I've heard my understanding of that franchise is there was rape in it. Like, that's the only thing I know about it. And I have heard that repeatedly beforehand. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm actually really glad though that you actually at least had that level of knowledge about it. Cause I was really worried like, oh, wow. Uh, a man who I barely know has just gone on a tangent about rape. What have I gotten myself into? What have, what is going on? No, but um, no, it's the only time that the losers have actually written the book, so to speak. The sto- sto- yeah, there's... Yeah, no, it's fine. I it's funny you say that. I'm I uh, I'm trying to decide now whether to get into the work I do. 
I cannot. I this fucking cat. I'm so sorry. No, I'm it's professional. Fine. My my I'm dog will probably do that shortly after this. You may have heard a disembodied voice say "play" earlier. That was them pushing a button. We gave her. We gave what? her three buttons. Yeah, so we gave her three buttons, and they say "settle," "outside," and "play." And the goal is eventually to add more. Um, you know, and I've seen there's this dog named Bunny online who's, mm-hmm. who's became relatively famous on TikTok, who has dozens of these buttons and can like ask questions like like I've never heard of this before. This is awesome. It's yeah, like where dad? Hmm? Like and they have a button that makes like a Scooby-Doo <laughs> sound. That's like, awesome. So that you know they're asking a question. Or they'll Damn. ask like play and they're in like San Diego or like near a beach and they'll be like, like play beach. Hmm? <laughs> like, can we go yeah, play right. please? That's awesome. Oh my God. So, See, I, that's so cool, dude. Tell me, tell me, tell me about this then. Tell me more about so, your work. So my dog is not as smart as this, this uh, labradoodle from San Diego's, but my dog has figured out that the buttons get them attention. They have, she, she isn't yet at the point where she's figured out that play and outside do different things. So she will frequently press outside where she very much meant, please play with me with one of my toys or just pay attention to me. Or she'll press play and then run to the door. And then we have to go over and press outside to try to reinforce you're pressing the wrong button. That is so And then she cool. just fucking hates the settle button because the settle is like settle down just calm down she's like i fucking hate that button we're the only ones who press the settle button and it's it's a no it's it's to deny her request she'll be like play 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 and we'll say settle and she'll just look at us like no that is not what i am asking for you gave me the ability to speak why do we even have these buttons what the fuck why is there a settle button do you think the dog will the dog what's your dog's name her name is Dory. Dory. As in, as in the, the Pixar character. Oh, nice. Okay, so do you think that Dory will ever not hate you for having, or even having a settle button? Settle button. I think that she's a golden retriever, so I don't know how capable of hate she is. Mm. I think that she she gets like the kind of an annoyance. extension of, you know, it's an extension of the, like, sit, stay, you know. I got you. Mentality, the you know the the man, the man in telling her what she can't do. Damn, I didn't realize she had. I think like she'll get over sense. it. Mm. She she she's living a pretty good life. She's over here getting pets now because I keep talking about her. She's like, you said my name three times. And you summoned <laughs> summoned me like Beetlejuice. So um, tangents. Tell so I know comedy's basically dead. Um, who the yes. fuck knows when comedy will ever come back? Probably never, at least in what how it was before. Um, but wasn't comedy fun? R.I.P. It it was fun. I was in there for like a year and a half, and then it just doesn't exist anymore. Although I've, I mean, I'm doing pretty well. You know, I I got in with Stab Theater, and they've given me my two little programs that I do. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, get it. Hell yeah, I, dude. Shout out to Stab. Like they. They gave me they gave me a, a fucking storytelling show right before COVID. So shout out, shout out to Stab. Fuck you, China. Well, TCP. China, you as a as a people, you're great. You're great. 
Now, I know in previous episodes, I know I've spoken very highly of the CCP because I know that we as a people cannot be trusted. We must be governed with an iron fist. However, however, I forgot my point. Anyway, tangents, half the time, half of the show is just me uh, going on some diatribe, not even diatribe, monologue. I don't even actually have a point. And then I forget what the actual point was going to be. And then I just kind of hope that either something tr- like something terrible happens in the background or just the guest, I don't know, farts or something. Something breaks attention. Like, oh, <laughs> something. Some, oh, my God. I can't believe that you just farted. I made me forget my story. I guess we'll just talk about something else, David. What's your hmm? story? I was curious. What was the storytelling show that you were doing? Which one? It was, it was called... Um, Oh fuck! What was it called? It's called Wanderlust. It was basically a storytelling show about okay like, travel stuff. Oh, so okay. um, that travel stuff. Way to sell yourself. Way to sell yourself, Spencer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, it was a show. I guess we like told jokes. No, it was a storytelling show where uh, involving really just it's pretty pretty lax. If you were traveling, if you're just going anywhere, it can be like, oh, I was you know molested on a bus ride to Stockton. It's okay if, as long as it's funny. Who knows? Let's talk about it. And that you're not doing that digitally. It's 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 no. I, I no. just yeah. No, I I didn't really push. I didn't. I'm sure if I maybe had pushed it, because uh, I had like we had one show. It was sold out. It was awesome, and that was February 28th, 2020. Jeez. And it was like two weeks later, people started taking COVID seriously. And I think that my my budding comedy career is the real tragedy of COVID. I mean, hundreds of thousands, probably almost millions of deaths worldwide, whatever. I'll never meet them. However, they could have met me on the television telling jokes about my penis and what it's like to have a dad bod. They'll never know now. Yeah, no, not going to happen now. No, that's the real tragedy. You're like, is this guy actually serious? Yes, it is difficult (laughs) to do a, a... it is difficult to do a uh, traveling podcast. Yeah, during and yeah, nobody's COVID. traveling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> isn't it crazy? I remember one time I was on a train and I was going somewhere, and that's like the whole premise. I was just on a train. This happened at least eleven months ago. I promise. Yeah, yeah it's like just... the it's like the the timestamp. Like, oh, were you wearing a mask or not? Oh, I know yeah. when it was. No, but okay. So, comedy again. So you, so you're mentioning about stab. So you have one particular show that I was just uh, checking out. Was yeah, it's called Stabernacle. Yes, with Skip Bacon. Stabernacle. It is a we're we're it's a Bible study comedy show uh, for, and I advertise it as being for believers, former believers. And non-believers, or actually, I usually switch those last two. So it's believers, non-believers, and former believers. Mm-hmm. And kind of the point of which is, there's a lot of people who are not like like myself who who went to church for a long time, were uh, were really big into the the Jesus fandom, and then are not doing that any longer. Uh, and you know, I wanted to use the knowledge I have of the Bible. And to say funny things about it, especially now that I don't have to worry as much about blasphemy. Nice. Like that's be, like <laughs> that's the best part. Yeah. So so it's 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 been good. I, we've done how many episodes in are we now? I think we're 
three now. We're about to have our third. Um, yeah, we're about to have our third for Valentine's Day. And Ooh. so we're just slowly nothing, working our way through. Nothing says eternal damnation like Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to talk about uh cuz I've mostly like I'm I'm such a bible geek. Skip has Skip is like w- working as a Catholic theologian. Um wait, really? And, yep, that's her her day job is she works as a Catholic theologian for a a pa- Catholic publishing company. Yeah. Oh shit. Right? And she, I did not know she, that at all. I will leave, uh, you know, all the details about, yeah, like if you're familiar with Skip Bacon, she's an extremely oh, I, 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 know, I know Skip Bacon. She's hilarious. I got to get yeah. her on the podcast, but so, she's hilarious. She's great. But she, yeah, she, I'll, you know, I I will not speak for her about the intricacy of that. But we'll speak against it's her. Convoluted. Well, it's it's a convoluted, it's, it's detailed. I wrote a joke at one point making an assumption just based on the jokes that she was okay with. I had an early joke that was um, my, my extended family is fine with the fact that I'm writing this blasphemous comedy and that I'm a non-believer. They just are against the fact that I, a former Protestant is doing comedy with a former Catholic because (laughs) there's too many differences in what we no longer believe. Um, (laughs) But right. But I couldn't do that. She's like, but I'm not a former Catholic and you've got to, not put that out into the world i'm not don't put yeah don't put that out there there don't put that out there but anyway yeah we're so that that show is going really well it works works very well it's it's awesome to be partnering with skip on that because she's a much more experienced comedian than i am and uh and yeah i'm i'm excited this next week this valentine's day show is going to be interesting because like on i finally get to talk about like church fucks people up when it comes to relationships. And so I'm going to talk about yeah. some fucked up relationship stuff. And also on a much geekier note, mm-hmm. uh, we're on the story of Abraham and Ooh. yeah. And Abraham, there's a fun thing. Cause he basically married God. So we're like the, cause his, he, yeah, this is a thing. So he was Abram, A B R A M. And then he mm-hmm. changed his name to Abraham, puts the H A in there, which is from uh oh i can never remember if it's jehovah or elohim or what but it's from like the name of god so he takes on god's name and then god becomes known as the god of abraham so they trade names and then they promise like god's like i will watch your kids forever and then abraham's like i will have no other gods beside you and so it's very much like a commitment to each other it's very much a fucking marriage covenant that is definitely a marriage covenant yeah so we're gonna do a a a, like a a rom-com trailer for god and abraham meeting like that's a meet awesome. that yeah. is a great idea yeah, oh so, man that's great yeah, it's so i'm excited for it that, that's that's awesome so i'm i'm a, just because i'm a little curious now because i always like getting um people's religious backstory because i kind of i grew up in like uh why had one parent who was like a recovering catholic for mm-hmm. hacking just for a hack reference and um like a devout atheist so like um my dad was the atheist he's fine he just like what the fuck you want i don't care to my mom as like because she would she would take us to church my sister and i because she grew up catholic she's like you know i 
don't want them to, I don't know, die or whatever. But she, I don't know. We were baptized Armenian. I don't know. No idea why we're not Armenian. <laughs> we don't, I don't really think I have our, any Armenian friends. I think it was just so my mom could. I honestly think that we got baptized Armenian because my mom just wanted to stick it to my grandpa. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, take that, you fucking Mick Irish bastard. No, but um, I'm going to get him baptized Armenian. You don't even know where Armenia is, do you, Roy? Anyway, tangents, family drama. But what up? So you grew up, I'm guessing, no, I'm guessing, what, which, which sect? Of, of christianity it was uh i was at a a so protestant so nazarene, oh, yeah, you said protestant yeah nazarene church and then covenant was the denomination of the summer camp i worked at for like five summers as Ooh. a like high school intern and then a camp counselor and that was a religious camp damn so okay to the level of like the in-depth detail like sect of christianity is like <laughs> that's that's as deep as we're going like i uh as far as like, what type of Christian were you? Did you like Jesus? Exactly. Did you like a, yeah, it's, it's, you like a man in a dress and a big old hat. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about those two together. Nazarenes are very much like the uh, altar call. Like we're going to scare the bejesus out of you, but we're also not going to really judge a lot of the other stuff. But we're not going to do anything useful with our religion. That's my view of Nazarenes. <laughs> like I, I we're gonna uh, scare you, but we're like not gonna. Like, we're gonna like. Things. Well, it's the okay. So because I worked at a camp for so long, I really appreciated that at this covenant. Like I had been to church camp for forever mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. that, and they would always have like Thursday night. You know, if you're doing Monday to Friday camp, Thursday night they scare the shit out of you, and it's the literal come to Jesus thing, and they they scare the crap out of you, and then it's this, and then they ask you to accept Jesus into your heart, which I'm still not convinced is really anywhere in the Bible looking back on it. But like, that's a really stupid fucking idea. And I don't know where they got that in the Bible. And it's like the pinnacle of Protestantism. But anyway. Is that oath? It's like, well, it's just this, it's the thing like you, you just, you got to pray that you accept Jesus into your heart and that's going to allow you to go to heaven. And okay. You're so. Not saved through works, but you're saved through confession of Christ being. And then once you confess that, it can't be taken back. So you're definitely going to heaven, which I don't. And like they always point to John three sixteen. I was like the. the deny me in front of your father. Is that well? The it's John three sixteen is uh, for God so loved the world he gave his only son so that That's whoever it. believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. See, I still can recite the damn thing, and I get it. That's not what it, it doesn't say. It says that he died and then those who believe in him shall not perish, but it doesn't, it's still, you really have to twist that to get, it means you're, anyway. Yeah, you got to do a lot of twisting. You got so, you, you to figure like how much like twisting there was just to like, all right, all this crazy shit happened. How do we use that to get people to stop masturbating? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm the next show. So the next thing we're doing, and I'm, I'm going to work on this, but it's going to be a little bit of a challenge because I'm, 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 I'm a straight white man, but after we do our Abraham show, you're taking next, on trans people. Well, the next <laughs> thing I want to do, I want to fucking talk about Sodom and Gomorrah because like that's concurrent. Like that was during the whole Abraham thing. Sodom and Gomorrah gets blown up and the gays got blamed for that. 
And I don't think that's accurate to what the story is. Anyway, there's not many verses in the Bible that are actually about, uh, that are actually anti-homosexuality. So I thought it would be really fun to do a gay episode of Stabernacle and just try to get all the recovering Christians. I know several recovering Christians. There's plenty in the comedy scene. Oh yeah. Um, I won't oh, name yeah. any because I don't know if they're going to say yes being on the show or not, but just doing some of their comedy about the fucked up shit they experienced in church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a, I have a, one of my routines uh, is about, I didn't have sex until I got married, which means I'm bad at sex. And like, <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out how to be better at sex and finding like, find there's this, this statistic that, that uh, lesbians are significantly more likely to orgasm during sex than straight women. And that the mm-hmm. trick is just, you've got to use anything other than your penis. <laughs> And it becomes better. <laughs> anyway, but it's this very, it's this like, anyway. Wise words. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up viewing that. I'm talking about like basically gay sex is literally more functional for pleasure than straight sex, apparently. And I mean, dude, the, 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 what do you call it? The male G spot. The, what is it called? The, the prostate. prostate. It's yeah. like right, right, right next to your butthole. Well, but, not, not yeah. butthole, but it's right next to where it's right next to your. lower intestine yeah yeah so it's i'm i'm gonna um i have one of our segments is actually this week's blasphemy and i think this week's blasphemy for february 28th is gonna be uh is gonna be uh gay sex is better um it's just more functional it's just more functional i'm gonna i'm gonna joke about that but i'm also gonna make it sound like it's biblical Oh yeah, because <laughs> I'm. It's supposed to be a Bible thing, but really, I just want to talk uh, very explicitly about sex. Um, so I'll I'll probably do that. So going back to, oh, this sounds so lame. Your journey, your faith journey. journey yes. Okay. Your so, faith journey. Well, what 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 actually like caused the schism, for lack of a better word? So I, I you in the church. If any anybody who's listening, if you get a chance to go go watch the first episode of Stabernacle, and I get more into it, but basically, I've never liked Christians, and I actually like Christians a lot more now than I did when I was a Christian, because Christians are bad at being Christians. They're bad. Like, I swear to God, it's easier to follow biblical teachings if you don't fucking follow the Bible. <laughs> Just really? shit, like I I. I think so. I really, and it's, it's even just Jesus didn't particularly like religious people either. Mm-hmm. They were terrible. Like every time there was the slightest amount of privilege in religion, they just, everything was just terrible. But there's, there's like uh there's a verse that talks about um, like being lukewarm in your faith. Like we, I be either cool towards God or be, you know, hot, like, if you're only kind of religious and the metaphor is you're like lukewarm water, which makes people want to spit you back out. You either want cold water or you want hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, then like it, it's disgusting to God. And the word that's, it got translated to English as it makes God want to spit these people out. But what it actually translates, like if you look at the Greek, it's actually like he wants to projectile vomit. Cause you're so gross. 
and there's so it's just i'm 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 definitely honoring the title of this show with my tangents but anyway tangents but like religious people are very very frustrating people and they're kind of gross and you know jesus (laughs) in the entire new testament he uh his biggest nemeses were the pharisees which is like sunday school teachers they Mm -hmm. were like lower middle class religious teachers Mm -hmm. and they just were so full of themselves and thought they were better than everyone else and were insistent on following the rules and he was like but you don't do any good like in the rules you should be following are are love god and love the people around you and the only way to love god is to care about the people around you so you need to care about the people around you yeah and it's, it's just very clear through many many passages of the bible that if you aren't caring for people around you including like visiting people in prison is a specific example that's given mm. then you're not doing jack shit like your religion is worthless so anyway i got re- you can see i'm very upset about that i'm very i get very i'm very passionate about that so it was a lot worse when i was in high school in trying to get other christians in my church to care about like those in need and so i went off to college and as 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 you may know, Christians go off to college and then do not immediately find a church and then just don't ever go back to church. And I occasionally dabbled in churches again, but mostly it was just like, I want to sleep in on Sunday. Um, Yeah. And then I discovered, oh, if I want to take care of other people around me, because I now have a deeply ingrained desire to care for those in need, Mm -hmm. I've read the Bible repeatedly, and I'm a, I, I joke on the show that I'm a zealous little, zealous little freak because I was, I was very angrily, zealously like, this is the only good way to be a Christian. And I was like, oh, hey, look at these liberals who I'm told were trash and they're way better at caring for people than the churches. So right. I'm just going to do that instead. And don't then you from speak, there, don't you speak ill of Joel Olstein? How dare you? Jesus, that guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So my journey, that's a very simplified version of my journey. But I, I, it's, I like it. I like hearing about this stuff. I, um, I want to, cause I want to keep touching on this. I'm interested because you see, it seems like you've, you've all obviously have given this a lot of thought you've throughout um, your whole life question. So like, when do you recalling back, when do you think was like the first time where you thought like that's kind of bullshit. Like you know when your parents say something dumb. I think there's like I think there's this like a Patton Oswalt bit where it's like when was the first time your parents said something and you're like I that's think that's bullshit to yeah. some effect. Yeah. But do you I've... do you remember like when you're like really like it, so... okay th- it, this is a simple version of like really a bunch <laughs> of bread like he turned two loaves of bread or whatever into forty. So I didn't that have effect. a problem. I didn't have a problem with any of the metaphysical stuff. The thing that really pissed me off, well, mm-hmm. the thing that I was like, that doesn't make sense, was you know, I I at one point I dated somebody from the time I was it was a long distance relationship, a girl that I met at this summer camp for two and a half years. And um, you know, if you're if you are a high school student and you are a Christian and you somehow are also the demographic of this podcast. Here's some advice to you. <laughs> Even if church is telling you that uh, that sex is not important, 
Um, if you're not attracted to the person you're dating, you're making an error and you should, you should not do that. Um, so anyway, it's just, it wasn't fair to her, but anyway. So, but the one really great thing about that relationship is we talked constantly and she actually got me a book that was like, literally like it pulled out all the parts of the Bible that were like, a lot of people have difficulty with this and they think it's bullshit. Let's talk about some analysis of why it is not bullshit. And I was like, this is really cool. Oh, okay. um, and then the one that, so I thought a lot about a lot of passages of the Bible. And the one that really, I still think it just is stupid is the Tower of Babel. Because I get the I, the creation story being like a metaphor. That's what I think. I think so just to, just to pause, because I'm not 100% sure. I know it has to do with either writing or or written language of some sort, but just- Yeah, I'll, just exp I'll explain. A, okay, thank I'll you. explain. Okay, so the Tower of Babel, the story is basically, it's pretty quick after Noah. I believe it's after Noah. Yeah. And people are like, we're going to build a giant tower to the sky so that we can get to God, who is obviously in the sky. And God said, oh, if they're able to build this tower, they'll be capable of anything. This is really scary. So he caused all of the people building the tower to suddenly speak different languages than each other. Mm. Right. Okay. So here's why this really doesn't, this always bugged me because it didn't make sense. It's it bugged one, me already. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's like I get, a lot of people get caught up on issues in the creation story. Like, oh, he made it in seven days, but we have all this fossil evidence. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're a parent trying to explain to your children how the world was created or, you know, how even just sex, you mm -hmm. lie, you make up a stork story, right? So God mm -hmm. couldn't explain natural selection and evolution and the Big Bang and all that stuff that we still are not totally, mm -hmm. I'm sure that we'll learn even more about that in the next you know, 50 years. Of course. Just being like, I made light and then I made plants and then I made animals and it, you know, and then I made humans. Like that's basically the big bang to, you know, the ascent of man, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care that he has it in seven days, but the, but the Tower of Babel is fucking, that's a fable. It's the one thing in the Bible that I'm like, this okay this this interview is becoming a lot more me ranting on the bible and i and, it's fine it's fine i uh, i really i like this because i just it, i like just people talking about what that what what gets them going keep, so, keep going man so the tower of babel doesn't make sense because that's not how language works language is if you took a bunch of if you took a dozen people they spoke different languages you left them together for like a year they'd have figured out a simple pigeon tongue like our brains are smart enough and if and if they didn't and they figured out how to just, you know, you can still trade, you can still do commerce with people who speak a different language, language mm -hmm. than you. People do it all the time. We've been doing it since ancient times. Yeah, so it's not that hard. And then if they all had kids and their kids started talking, with the way kid brains work, they'd quickly be able to make a language together. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so, it would like, and it's treated in the Bible as though that's why everybody went to different areas of the world because they spoke different languages, but it wouldn't have. They, they would have been back to building the tower in maybe two years tops, yeah. you know? So yeah. that, that always bugged me. And it's also, it's a fable, which is, you know, it's a story. It, it was meant to explain 
why there are different languages. Yeah, it's supposed to explain a larger theme, or yeah. you're supposed to basically boil it's, down a much larger yeah. issue into a much easier digestible right. fable. Yeah, which is like, or you know, it's it's like how the tiger got his stripes is like you know another popular fable. Exactly. Idea. Yeah. Uh, totally. Yeah. But it's like we didn't need that because it's it's not why we have different languages. But anyway, so that right. one that was a big one that was like. That's something that's in the Bible that's really stupid, and that bugs me. Um, honestly, though, really, the the thing that made me, of well, you asked the first thing that I was like, oh, this might be bullshit, and so that talk was what, talk whatever, talk keep keep going, whatever whatever feels right. No, is I mean, well, I think I mentioned earlier, it's also just like it seemed as though it was a lot easier, even with the concepts of being you know following your values and doing what you believe is right it seemed like people outside the church often had a better like an easier time doing that you mm -hmm. know and that really that frustrated me um and it was and i think a big part of that was the Bible's not that clear on how to handle a lot of moral issues. It's just like, don't do this, but it like hasn't been updated with recent psychology or sociology or the, you know, like there are ways to actually teach people how to change habits. And it would have been really great if God, when writing the Bible, had chosen to uh to use some of that, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if you if you understand the human mind you could have explained us how to do it but you know for hundreds of years like yeah. some of those sciences are being treated as kind of demonized by the church anyway but, isn't it fun stigma stigmatization isn't it fun yeah it's just, it's just gay old time everyone's having fun <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh that's a little bit of uh we always say with uh, with Tabernacle, our two of our goals are like we don't want everything, we don't want any bits to just be completely bashing the church. Mm -hmm. We want it to be, you know, it's the whole punching up thing. We can there you go. But and the other one is we don't want to just have it be exposed trauma. That's like, hey, here's how the church has fucked me up. Anyway, so what you've just seen is me bashing the church and and telling you how the church has fucked me up. So, dude, it, it didn't it, happen on my show. It happened on your show. But people who people who have listened, if anyone has actually listened to every episode of this podcast, you you've it's I've been it's been a full display of how I've fucked my own life up. So it's all right. You only have to do it for one episode. I get to keep going. I get to keep going and talking about DUIs at 19 and this and that. And I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I like it. I like when people talk about what they're passionate about, even if it's shitting on the church. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an issue. Yeah. So that's... What, uh, oh, go ahead. Nah, go ahead. Your turn. Say, it, turn. say a thing. Say a thing. How, how polite. Say a thing. Hey, hey, hey. Talk, monkey. Talk, monkey. No. So puppy that's a cute doggy so yeah. eventually eventually how many how many how many buttons you think you're gonna we're gonna be able to get her to i don't know man i um i don't particularly love her ability to speak with these three buttons you know like yeah. I'm kind of wishing she would shut the hell up sometimes really she's kind of a mouthy bitch is what you're saying that's that well uh, it's also <laughs> that 
Apparently, if she's in the room, like even now, when she saw me talking at the TV, Mm -hmm. which is what I'm doing, I'm I'm currently zooming with you on a large, the same television set I used to watch television is also what my computer's hooked up to. Zooming. Just because, yeah, I want to play video games on it. Holler. So anyway, so she sees me talking at the TV and she every single time will go press that play button. Like, cause I'm, and sometimes it's a work meeting and I'm working from home. So she's like, she's just like, yes, you are obviously very active and excited about something. Now I shall ask you to play. And then eventually she does what you see here. For those who cannot see, because this is a, a, a a verbal, this is audio. Um, My dog is lying next to me, very tuckered out and looking very sad because I did not respect her wishes for play. Oh, how dare you? She just got she just got really excited because oh like oh my walking over parent. giving her pets doing a dangerous thing, Allie. <laughs> okay, but if she does that, she's gonna knock my microphone over. Okay, it's all right. She's cute. I, avoid, she's I, I, I averted disaster. It's um, all right. <laughs> so yeah, so she, so her name is Dory, which is uh, she was a. A reward for my wife when my wife Allison, who briefly made a cameo, you may have heard, um, she finished her uh, teaching credential program. Nice. She's a teacher. She teaches uh, kindergartners and first graders, and I think now second graders because her school system's fucked up. Um, but with uh, with autism, so she, so she's a special education teacher. Oh wow! And so nice. we were like, we want to pick well we're both disney nerds um because if you abandon the bible but you need something warm and fuzzy uh you you go to disney there you Um, go so we wanted to do a character who had a disability but was thriving and so and my one of my well no i'll be honest i'll be i'll be open finding nemo is my favorite film i think it's a brilliant work of art um and I was like, hey, if we get a male dog, we can name him Nemo because he's got his little fin. And if we get a female dog, we can name her Dory because she's got short-term memory loss, but th- still thrives and has relationships and friendships and all that, which is, you know, our hope for my wife's students. So there we go. That's where the, the we, there were uh, 20 hours of discussion on that damn name. So I, I like to explain it when I can because we worked our asses off to figure out there you name. go we all like to uh, hey you know what i mean my my stupid cast name is just jack it, it was just maybe five ten minutes of like what do you want to call and i feel like maybe with cats there's like less of a dilemma when it comes yeah. to the name there's uh i've got also uh, this is giraffe uh, oh hey giraffe he's named giraffe because um i was i was working at the sacramento zoo um and i was they had a they had a summer camp a day camp but I needed my summer camp fix after after no longer going to the the one I had been throughout high school and college. You just make and, it. You just make it a Christian camp at the zoo. <laughs> I was We're getting just, two of each. God damn it! <laughs> so um, I was at the Sacramento Zoo. It was in the morning. I was grabbing craft supplies for some craft we were going to do. And when the zookeeper says kitten, I'm like what? Uh, and she said, kitten, would you like a kitten? I was like, I'll, I'll have to think about it. And so I texted Allison and said, 
can I bring an animal home from the zoo today? And she, and this is, I appreciate my wife knowing me. So she, cause she said no. And then knowing I had a punchline, <laughs> she said, which one? So that I could finish the joke. Oh, I was that's, that's a good wife. That's that a good wife. Very good. She's, she's the, the, um, she's the straight man for my jokes. There you go. Um, and yeah. And I was like, yeah, I want to bring home a kitten. She's like, oh, you're serious? Yes, please do. I'm like, what should we name her? Well, we could name her after a zoo animal. We could, we'll name her giraffe. That's a ridiculous name for a cat. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Tangents. So, David, what about the other? So, you have, you have Tabernacle, and you have another show that you work on. So, okay. So, I have at Stab, I have Tabernacle, and then I also have um, uh, Trivia Killed the Radio Star, which is a music trivia show, which I'm every week. I, what I do is whoever wins the trivia gets to pick the next musical guest. And what I've discovered with that is I don't know nearly enough music to do a music trivia show. Um, like <laughs> it's just, uh, I got Primus last time, which I was mispronouncing their name Wait, repeatedly during the final show. Primus, that's how you pronounce their name. I have no idea. I still don't know. But oh, I, I've been. Uh, I thought I've been saying Primus my whole. I talk about like with Les Claypool, with not Les Claypool. Yeah, yeah. Les Claypool, right? Yes. Okay. Anyway, I had never heard any of their songs except for the South Park theme song intro. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I did trivia on them, and I've also done like Cardi B, who I'd heard a little bit of, and then like uh, next I have Jack White, who I have heard some of his songs, but I didn't know I had heard them. Until I went to go listen to some of the stuff. But by anyway. the way, I love that your music repertoire is Primus and Cardi B. Well, it's it's that's Jerry was a race car driver. Hello. Yeah. That's <laughs> what the victors of my show picked. And I I still I don't I'm not at the point yet where I regret the decision to say whoever wins, they get to pick pick the next musical. Certainly looks like you do. I you know, I started out with Billy Joel and then I had trouble booking people. Who yeah, yeah right. It's like just from some grease balls from Long Island. And then, and then, so I'm able to book people when I let them pick. They're like, I'm, I, I have this musician, and then I, I have two other people. So anyway, so those are the two shows I do with Stab. And then before either of those were even a twinkle in my eye, back in the before times, um, I was pretty involved with. Um, Alieta and Drew Kimsey and their crew doing the Invisible Disability show. Um, they're the they're really who they're the people who really got me moving with comedy. Mm -hmm. Alieta's kind of like a little bit of a mentor. To, oh yeah, no, not a little bit. I'm not gonna undersell it. She's a full-on mentor to me. Mm -hmm. So and that that is like once once it's back up and running, um, that was the pot the um, the open mics they did. I don't I don't like comedy open mics, and I think most comedians would agree the comedy open mics are just terrible. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not pleasant to go to most open mics. No, um, no, it is not. So, uh, but it's like it's really nice to go to the Invisible Disability open mics. You just have to talk about your disability which mine is ADHD. Um, and so 
I just get up on stage and talk about that. Um, and so that was, it was a lot easier to get up on that stage. So a lot of my comedy practice was, I just had to tie it into ADHD and then I'd get five minutes and it would actually be pleasant. There you uh, go. And then I did a, I've done, I did a couple shows with them. I actually got to perform at Punchline, which I nice. almost feel like it deserves an asterisk because I got in there with such a niche thing. But Fuck then, it, uh, man, you got, you got, on, you got on Punchline. That's awesome, man. And I, I haven't gotten on Punchline. To- Here's the big, like everybody has their, if it wasn't for the pandemic, pandemic, here's where I'd be. I was going to be fucking performing at San Francisco Punchline. Oh, you bitch. Yeah, it would have been. So, uh, Punchline, yeah. by the Punchline, for those who don't know, listening is like the chain of uh, comedy clubs, but it's like, at least in Sacramento, it's like the main club in Sacramento, one of, but really it's like all the big acts like big club acts come to punchline yeah so, so was- that's awesome man dude and he oh, that sucks that you almost got to uh san francisco and again the two of the greatest tragedies of covid talking on this podcast yeah seriously and it's it's funny though because like i in, in the invisible disability show they had a podcast they had a show that was happening i think monthly and then they had their open mic that was happening monthly and none of it has happened since the pandemic started because if your entire show is run by people with anxiety disorders and depression and then you stick them inside for 10 months they're not going to be able to 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 put stuff they they basically nobody myself included was was ready to to do that to continue that project i say myself included I am only tangentially involved with them, but you know, Tangent. it's like, it's a, it's a family thing. So I'm taking credit for, for what my family has, but hell yeah. I mean, that's just exactly why do wants... something if not to take credit for, for the group. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the group, but they're great. Right. And once, once, uh, once everybody's vaccinated, I highly encourage anybody who has any disability that we can't see um or hell even if it, even if it's visible we'll we'll pretend we can't see it um just come and hang out i don't know if it'll still be at luna's cafe but it, Dude, i there, really there, hope i drove by fantastic. i drove by the other day like i really hope luna's pulls through i mean open mics open my i mean they suck to go to but they're essential they're essential to the community so and yeah. luna's had an, had an open mic and it was rough the the like the just the the standard open mic oh my god shit was rough just because like that was a very specific room the people that would go to the like the, um, the weekly open mic Oof. yeah i did that oh. once and i i meant to go back i have a running joke and i'm gonna say this and then eventually she's gonna call me out when i actually meet her but um i went to two different things that were supposed to be hosted by jamie fernandez no i was yeah it was the stab podcast and then it was this open mic and she had confirmed that it was happening and then i showed up and it was at luna's and it was not there and so i was joking for a while and i'm continuing it now having still not met jamie um that jamie fernandez is like a joke played on starting comedians like you become a veteran comic when you figure out that jamie fernandez is not real and that it's it's just like a running gag of yeah Jamie Fernandez on the show and the comics show up and it's just like no but she, you know she had to stop last minute 
Ah, you stupid idiot. She's, I am so fascinated. I have made that joke. It is recorded five or six times places. And I'm very excited to find out if Jamie is going to find that funny or not when eventually she calls me out on it. I should elaborate on uh, Maybe the joke, maybe like Luke Soin is catfishing everybody is no that's too far i don't want to no, i can i, I can that confirm far. that luke i can confirm the fact for a fact that luke luke soin is catfishing everyone he that he ever meets he catfished as me fernandez. as jamie fernandez exactly exactly hey you want to get on this open mic come meet me here oh by the way make sure to bring your make sure to bring your checkbook i'm not sure why, sure why she had the uh the gruff voice but she means business all right anyway Alrighty. all right now well, there we go we, we did it we did it we did it we did it i'm proud of us i'm proud of you and but most of all i'm proud of me okay uh <laughs> hey david so i know we were already just kind of talking about this but for the people that are listening now tell the people where they can find you so uh you can uh oh fuck i need plugs to put baby social media yeah okay so you should definitely watch many of the things that are on stab uh particularly um this is stab's twitch channel stab or tackle. Right? yeah the stab switch channel or on facebook or you know they're everywhere uh stab comedy um stab or knuckle second and fourth fridays um and with that if you are a funny uh, did i say fridays i meant sundays it is definitely sundays we were trying to go with the church vibe it is Second and fourth Sundays. It's a bunch of Christians <laughs> talking shit about his law on Fridays. Like, ah! At 3, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I have to say that because I have a, somebody from New Mexico who watches the show. Um, and it's become an issue. Uh, and They are a bad people, the Southwesterners. <laughs> they're just... No, they're great. So I had I had uh, somebody. No, from New no, Mexico no. They're, they're, they're not listening. They're no, not they're, listening. they're a performer. We have to be nice to them. Um, so <laughs> there, that, and then I've got my uh, my trivia killed the radio star. If you want some music trivia, that is um, Jesus Christ. What day is that? That's Tuesday. That's fourth Tuesdays of every month, and that is at six p.m. And then you should stay for Buddy Dean's music trivia or i'm sorry movie trivia show hell which yeah is which, which is actually where me. you and i actually met i think that is not that at is the up. open mic yeah we actually met at on buddies um on uh it was the grinch yeah we did the grinch the grinch How the grinch yes, stole christmas right. with acclaimed acclaimed holiday which i think is one for the ages the classic holiday of hunica but you know yeah. that's neither here nor there hunica was great and uh, I think I liked you because you laughed at my pedophiles joke. And that's really, <laughs> that's really what, that's what matters. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And there's really, I think that's the only thing that matters is appease my, my ego. Very fragile, but it's, it's, uh, it's worth it for me. <laughs> All right. Hey, David, thank you so much, buddy, for coming on. I really appreciate this. I really appreciate you. And um, anything else to tell the people? Just, uh, oh, God. Go uh, fuck yourselves. Just, you know, support Stab Theater. Support They're Stab great. Theater. Stab great. Comedy Club. Hell yeah. yeah. I'll put some shit in the episode description to Stab. Jesse is slowly turning into a cyborg with how yeah. much he's plugging into everything at that studio. So just. I know, man. Whew. 
Shout out to Jesse. Beating heart of comedy in, in Sacramento. Damn straight. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, hey, thanks again, dude. You're the best. I appreciate you. And uh, for those listening, bye-bye. Bye.